It's Monday, January 27th, 2020, day seven of the impeachment trial of President Donald J. Trump, and this is Impeachment Today. Good morning, I'm Hayes Brown, reporter and editor at BuzzFeed News. Even though we were only apart for a day, it feels like a bazillion things have happened since our last episode. So let's just dive right in and wade through all the ish that has happened in the last 48 hours. The president's team offered what they called a trailer of their case against removal on Saturday. Given that they wound up using only two of their 24 hours, it felt more like a teaser. That is, you know, things moved at a super quick tempo, and the plot wasn't really all that clear based on what was on the screen. But you leave with a catchphrase buried deep in your brain. They didn't tell you what that would mean, but they didn't tell you that burden sharing, they didn't tell you that. They didn't tell you this. They didn't tell you this. Didn't have time in 24 hours to tell you this. They didn't tell you about. Now that's a bumper sticker for you. The argument from White House counsel Pat Cipollone and Trump's personal counsel Jay Sekulow basically boiled down to three parts. One, the process is rigged by the Democrats. Two, nothing that's being discussed in the House manager's case is even impeachable under the Constitution. And three, the president did nothing wrong, especially since there's no evidence of Trump holding up $391 million in military aid to Ukraine for his own benefit. Crow said this, what's most interesting to me about this is that President Trump was only interested in Ukraine aid. His words, nobody else. The U.S. provides aids to dozens of countries around the world, lots of partners and allies. He didn't ask, he didn't ask about any of them, just Ukraine. I appreciate your service to our country. I really do. I didn't serve in the military, and I appreciate that. But let's get our facts straight. That is what Manager Crow said. Here's what actually happened. President Trump has placed holds on aid a number of times. It would just take basic due diligence to figure this out. Oh, okay. Well, see, that is interesting. That is really interesting. Because the New York Times reported on Sunday night that one Mr. John Bolton's book says something different. Per the Times, the manuscript of Bolton's book says that President Trump told him, him, Bolton, the president, Donald Trump told John Bolton that he would not release the military aid to Ukraine until Ukrainian officials helped with investigations into Democrats, including the Bidens. That adds a crucial detail to the previously reported meeting that Bolton, then serving as Trump's national security advisor, had with the president last summer. Bolton, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and Defense Secretary Mike Esper left that White House meeting unsuccessful in their attempt to pry the aid for Ukraine loose. We've known for a minute now that President Trump is the one who ordered the aid held up in the first place last July. That's all not great for the president's defense, given his lawyers and supporters have said that the aid was being held up as a totally normal, not at all shady review of corruption in Ukraine. Weirdly enough, nobody who's testified has been able to say what that review entailed, who was in charge of it, or what changed to get the aid released last September. Bolton's story makes clearer than ever that the money was linked to Trump himself putting the squeeze on Ukraine. A draft of the Bolton burn book is currently with the White House for standard review, and officials are reportedly weighing their options to keep Bolton from testifying or the relevant passages in the book from being released. Now, if the White House had that manuscript, and they did, they had to have known what Bolton would want to say if he testified. So Deputy White House Counsel Mike Perpura had to have known about it when he said this. What did President Trump say to President Zelensky on the July 25 call? President Trump raised two issues. 
I'm going to be speaking about those two issues a fair amount this morning. They're the two issues that go to the core of how President Trump approaches foreign aid. When it comes to sending U.S. taxpayer money overseas, the president is focused on burden sharing and corruption. Interesting. Well, you know, at least though for the president's defense's sake, there's not audio of the president asking how long Ukraine would last in a fight with Russia without the U.S. military aid that they desperately need. That would be really bad. They have everything there. They're just right now waiting for your support a little bit to make sure because obviously if they go on their own, Russia will, will, won't let them do it because they'll cut off a lot of their uh, revenue. How long would they last in a fight with Russia? Not very long. No, I don't think very long. Without us, not very long. Without us, no. Ah, right. So we do have audio of the president being told very directly that Ukraine relies on the U.S. and would be squished like bug without us. That audio was taken from a video recorded in 2018 that left Parnas' lawyer released in full on Saturday. It was taken at the same dinner where Trump would later say the then-U.S. ambassador to Ukraine should be taken out. Parnas and his partner would help Giuliani do just that the following year. Now, in theory, that combination of new information should make things awkward for Senate Republicans who have spent the last month and some change insisting that there was no need for witnesses in the trial even after Bolton offered to come forward. I am particularly keen to hear from Senator John Cornyn of Texas, who had this to say about Bolton potentially testifying on the Hugh Hewitt show earlier this month. He's a very smart guy, as you you know, and uh, I'm sure he would not have said what he said without uh, gaming this thing out. And it could well be, if if he is called as a witness at some point, uh, that his testimony would be enormously helpful to to President Trump. And I'm not sure that's what the uh, Democrats have in mind. Well... The Senate will be voting later this week on whether witnesses will be called or if this trial will wrap up. But I tell you this, the spin it's going to take to ignore this report could very well power a small city. A solution for climate change. It's within our grasp. And now to cap off this roller coaster of emotions, we have today's reading from our Nixometer. Well, I'm not a crook. On our scale of zero is a normal day in a normal White House, and 10 is President Richard Nixon resigning and flying away in Marine One. And this morning we're at... And 8.3. Is this the biggest jump in Nixometer history? Maybe. I'll check with our producer, Alan, who's been manning the Nixometer tracking spreadsheet. But what a difference a day makes. The sneak peek of Bolton's book and the new audio of the present means that a big part of the defense of Trump has been shot down before his team could even get rolling. Will that matter in the days ahead as the Senate decides whether to keep this trial a-going or shut her down? I can't say at this point. But buckle in, it's going to be a hell of a week. Okay, after the break, we'll work our way through some of the stuff that's left y'all going, what, over the last few weeks. Stick around. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But... I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. 
My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com. And now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A. to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Okay, we got a special edition of What the Fuck Was That?, Today, we're actually going to sit down and have a listen to Rudy Giuliani's new podcast together. All right, ready? Here we go. Welcome to the first episode of Rudy Giuliani's comedy. Yep, nope, nope, JK, JK, it is too Monday for that right now. All right, instead, this time around, we're actually going to try to answer some of your questions about what's been happening over the last few weeks. First of all, mea culpa, we've gotten quite the backlog of questions from y'all by now, but we've had just so much to tell you every day, it's been hard to make room. So with that said, let's take a listen to this question sent in by Olivia from Canada. Hi, Hayes. I absolutely love the podcast. Thank you for making it. I live in Canada, and I was just wondering if you could speculate on the impact of the impeachment proceedings and the outcome of that on America's trading partners, particularly Canada, because we are especially dependent on trade with the U.S. And Trump's trade policies have been very disruptive. I live in Hamilton, Ontario, so those steel tariffs hit particularly close to home. And I'm just wondering how you think those trade policies and other impacts on trading partners might depend on the outcome of the impeachment proceedings. Thanks so much. Bye. So it's honestly really hard to say how impeachment is and isn't affecting things like trade policy. Because absent a presidential tweet, those are the sort of things that in Washington just sort of work on in some kind of wonky version of Newton's first law. A policy in motion stays in motion unless acted on by some outside force. Now, there was talk about Trump's killing of an Iranian general earlier this month being part of the president's impeachment calculus. And he's certainly trying his hand at counter-programming this week with big events at the White House. But, you know, absent Trump lashing out on Twitter with a new round of tariffs because he's cranky about impeachment, don't bet on any big changes. (laughs) Ah, heck, he's going to announce new tariffs, isn't he? Next, keeping up the international flavor, we've got this from Joseph in the UK. Hi, Hayes. My name's Joseph, and I live in London in the UK. If somehow Trump is found guilty in the House and is removed as president, Mike Pence presumably 
kind of automatically takes over. My question is, how quickly does that happen? Does he get inaugurated like uh, every other president does in a traditional way? Or does he kind of stay like a babysitter president is an election called even sooner than the one coming up? What's the process in that currently hypothetical situation? Thanks so much. Love the show. Joseph, that is such a great question because this is one of those things where we just don't know the details of how it would work since it's never happened. So yes, the vice president, Mike Pence, would automatically take over, in theory. But the actual logistics of switching over an administration like that, that's entirely unclear. The closest thing we have for Preston would honestly be either Richard Nixon resigning, where he signed a document for the Secretary of State leaving his post, or a situation we've had in the past where the president has died in office, thrusting the VP into the big job. And the newly minted President Pence would be finishing out Trump's term, so he'd likely be the one on the ballot this November. Wild, right? Okay, from my DMs, we had this question from Warren Tease. If Donald Trump is reelected this year, can he be impeached twice? Would the Democrats take another shot if they held the Senate, or would it be too politically divisive for too little gain? Short answer, yes. He can be impeached as many times as the House finds charges that it believes should be passed as articles of impeachment. But even if Democrats do take the Senate, it would have to depend on a lot of different factors, including the alleged crime, for them to decide on whether to go for round two. Another DM'd question, this time from <laughs> Zadbod69. With Bolton saying he would be willing to testify, is there anything preventing him from talking to the House managers or House committee directly and providing testimony for them to present? <sighs> well, Bolton was clear when he said in a statement that he'd respond to a subpoena from the Senate. When the investigation was ongoing in the House, he insisted that he'd only appear to testify if ordered by a court. Bolton is a pretty big believer in a strong executive, so he's always trying to minimize damage to the office of the president. And obeying a House subpoena in this case seemed to fit the bill for him. If the House were to subpoena him now, it is entirely likely that Bolton goes back to court to fight it on up through the system. For whatever reason, including his upcoming book, he's decided that a subpoena for the Senate trial would be worth the hit to the presidency. And finally, we have this question from Haley. Hey, Hayes, quick question. So if all of the Senate is under oath and supposed to do impartial justice, and we clearly have a case against Donald Trump, how are the Senate leaders just allowed to kind of lie and say that he didn't do these things when they are very clearly under oath and supposed to be doing the right thing for our country and our Constitution? Thanks. Power politics. I wish there was more to that answer, Haley. I really do. All right, that's all the time we have for now. Keep on sending in your questions, though. Just open the voice memo app on your phone and send your query on in to impeachment at BuzzFeed.com. Or hit up my DMs. They're open 24-7. It's time for the latest edition of Trial Watch 2020. It's where we run down what's happening next in the Senate impeachment trial. And, well, I, for one, am going to be fascinated to see what the hell the president's defense is going to pull out given the revelations of this weekend that we mentioned earlier in the show. The D-team has said that they don't plan to use the entirety of their time when presenting their case against removal, but they will use the bulk of that time on Monday. Based on what we saw on Saturday, we'll be hearing a lot about lead manager Adam Schiff's conversation with the whistleblower, which did not happen, and Hunter Biden being under investigation. He was not. Neither of which, though, are really relevant to whether the president used his office to pressure the government of Ukraine to launch investigations that would help President Trump politically. All this to say, it's hard to preview an argument that boils down to, who are you going to believe? Me or your lying eyes, ears, and general sense of logic? 
This concludes Trial Watch 2020. Okay, that is it for today. Tomorrow, we'll try to dig through the president's fence for nuggets of wisdom to relate to you, the people. Thanks to all of you out there who have subscribed to the show so far. If you're listening for the first time or just haven't gotten around to it, please be sure to subscribe to Impeachment Today on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go to hear my disembodied voice. And be sure to stick around as we figure out how this all ends together. As a charge nurse, you can be a confident and dynamic leader who supports the nursing team and guides their patient care. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program equips you with strategies that prepare you to manage the ever-changing realities of healthcare while maintaining focus on family support and patient outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit on the podcast 9021OMG. Visit Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind the scenes stories that actually happen. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.